It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is one of your hosts, Zach, here with Derek. Yo. And John. Hey. Uh, we are here today, actually together in the same spot, broadcasting, uh, not remotely. So uh, we're all actually hanging out, having a good old time. Uh, we're going to start off with some news. Star Trek Online, uh, which uh, John, I don't know if you've played it or not, but that's a game I that haven't. Derek and I have spent some time in. I mean, I used Way to. too much time. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time in it, but uh, a long time ago. I know it's long free ago. on the PlayStation Network, and it's it downloaded, is. I just haven't actually launched it. Online. I like the, co- the console version, actually. Really? Um, so, for those who missed it back in September, I actually had an interview with the guy who led the project to bring it to consoles. Um, and uh, it was really a, a fun conversation, but they redid the entire UI for that game just to bring it to Xbox and PS4. You have to. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no way you could handle yeah. the... Because the, the, the HUD is pretty complex. It is. Um, but, yeah, it's an older MMO now that's uh, went free-to-play a few years back, but I spent a fortune on, so... <laughs> you spent the most anyone has spent on that game. I can't imagine that's true, but I can't imagine I'm too low on that list either. Right, right. So... You're, well, you're on that special list. list. Give what? me an idea. How, so, when did this come out? 2008? Yeah. Wow, that's a really 2008, long 2009? Time. Yeah. Uh, 2009. It's a long Right time. at the beginning, very beginning. I think beta started in 2008. Right, because um, it came out before the Star Trek 2009. It did, yeah. So, yeah. And it was not free at the time, so I bought a lifetime subscription, which was $250 at the time, and I bought... At least, two, <laughs> at least two, if not three different versions of the game because of all the retail exclusives. Right. I know I bought like the base game, the collector's edition. I think I also bought the digital deluxe, if I remember. Because like one got you the NX-01 Enterprise. It had the grapple. One got you the uh, liberated Borg as a playable character. And then the other right. got you the actual original series Enterprise. And I think I got all three of those. Yeah. So I spent, I mean, so, you know, right there, that's like, you know, like $400. (laughs) So, you know, um, but I did the math and basically like if I played for at least like two and a half years and I would break even and they didn't go, they didn't go free to play for like four years. So I, I mean, it ended up, you did break even. Yeah, it was fine. At some point. It was a lot of, I mean, I, I built my PC to spec for that game. I remember that. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Oof. So what's going on with it now? Uh, so every, I mean, they do events like most MMOs. If you play MMOs, it's not going to be unfamiliar to you. Uh, and if you are a fan of Star Trek, you are, of course, familiar with First Contact Day, which is April 5th. 5th. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to say 6th first thing there, but it's yeah, April oh, 5th. Oh, it's next week, guys. It is my yeah. grandma's birthday. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. She's a Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, First Contact is, is of course, a big deal in, in the Trek fans' life because it, it is the pivotal moment in our future history at this point where Vulcans uh, recognize us for our uh, spacefaring light speed capabilities and come down and say, hey, what's up? 
Uh, and of course that just like that too. Just like that. Just like that. I mean, they got their hands up in the air with, with the, doing the Vulcan hey, salute, but up? it's like, hey, what's up? Like you guys maybe don't suck anymore, so we're gonna guide you. Uh, which of course leads in Enterprise and all kinds of other things that we could talk about to lead on time on a different. If this were a different podcast, different show. Uh, but the point is the. Uh, the first contact event is following the. Uh, it's kind of a re- you're staging a reenactment uh, in Bozeman, Montana, um, and there's some free stuff and some stuff that you earn, like you know, for different days that you, sh- you show up and do completely different objectives. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're reenacting the the whole event that led to that first flight that led to first contact. Um, Did I see that they have a statue of Zephyr and Cochran somewhere in the game now? Uh, yeah, from like. The one that they talk about in First Contact, right? I, yeah, I'd heard about that. Yeah, I, I again, I haven't played in years, so I didn't. Never, I never actually saw it. But I remember reading and thinking, "Oh, like, I should sign on and go check that out." And then I never did. Um, <laughs> I mean, I did go to Vulcan to see Spock's statue that they dedicated to Nimoy. Right, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so. there was some touching stuff on that. But yeah, you get like a, a miniature Phoenix model uh, that can be launched when not in combat. So kind of like a pet. Oh, okay. That follows you around. There's a hollow emitter that makes. Your shuttles uh, look like the Phoenix while it's uh, in and out of combat. Um, different random prizes that give you starship traits um, from different boxes. Uh, yeah, so there's all kinds of different fun stuff. So if you're into Star Trek Online, if you're into Star Trek, if you're into MMOs, it might be worth checking out. It is free to play. It's free to play. So. And I mean, I mean, I always celebrate First Contact Day by watching First Contact. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Do you, I mean, we, we you could go really you know, in-depth, and you could also watch the TNG episode named First Contact. That's true. Which is nowhere near as good as the movie. Right. <laughs> but... Not at all. <laughs> Dang. It's way too much for me to have to catch up Sorry. on. <laughs> right. Yeah, John, there's only like, you know, what is it, 726 episodes, I think? Right. I mean, I've, so. I've done pretty well with... Uh, <laughs> The original series, sure. so not too bad, but I don't think that's in there. No, this is next so, generation right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, so I we'll, get, we'll get you there. <laughs> we'll get you there. We will convert you. Uh, so, Derek, you had some news you wanted to discuss with us. Yeah. So uh, my stuff is uh, going to be mostly Nintendo news. Surprise, surprise. Shock. Uh, first, mm. just get it out of the way because uh, this is disappointing. So I was really looking forward to Ukulele, uh, which is one of the indie games announced for the Switch. And it is launching on April 11th for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Ooh. The oh, Switch, there's something missing on that list. The Switch version has no date and is a ways off, according to an interview with uh, one of the, uh, the developers for wow. the title. So that leads me to believe that they have no idea when that's coming out. Um, so it might, I mean, I assume it's still 2017 at this point, but, you know... That was just kind of disappointing. It was it was a game I was looking forward to, to downloading on the Switch, and it felt like a very Nintendo game. Didn't they, um, in some of the marketing material, have that? I, I I swear there was something. It was in the 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 in the Nindies presentation, right. That they did the day after, and that's really misleading. Yeah. Uh, for them to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's just I felt like that was you were pushing as in like this is one this of the things might. to be excited for. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely what they did, and um, I was disappointed to find out that it's going to be available basically on four platforms because for PC it's going to be available on Steam and GOG. Right. Um, and so like that means Macs can run it and Linux computers can run it. So like basically everything but a Nintendo platform um, is getting this game on April 11th. And that's just a little frustrating since it's a game that's very, you know, reminiscent of Crash Bandicoot and Banjo-Kazooie and, and stuff that I think 
fits the Switch's style really well, and certainly the Switch can handle from a graphic perspective, whereas, like, oh, yeah. you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One are bringing you, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda and right. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, so, you know... It's a step down for them. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was I did get a chance to play a little bit of Splatoon 2's Global Test Fire event. In the dumbest times possible. In the week. Right? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Did you play at the, the 3.20 a.m. to 4.15 a.m. time slot? Or were you in the... Uh, Friday uh, night, that was. Friday, yeah, Friday night. Or the, the 6.30 a.m. No, I, so I played at night on Saturday. Okay. And I was ready to go and realized I was actually an hour off because I got the time conversion wrong. Oh. Um, and so I had to wait around and then I ended up... Was not, that the midnight one? No, no, no. It oh. was, uh, I think it was from... I think it was from 10 to 11 central. Gotcha. And I thought it was 9 to 10 and, and got on there and it's like, sorry, it's not available now. And so I did play for a little bit. Um, now I'm going to preface this with uh, saying I've never played the first game. I have a Wii U, but I never got around to playing Splatoon. Right. Same. Yeah. So if anything I have to say is also the same way in the first game, I apologize, but uh, let us know. it's still an issue in my yeah. opinion. Right. So tell us that Derek sucks. <laughs> Contact at heroespodcast.com. No, so it's a very colorful game. I really like the style. The the maps are really cool. They kind of remind me a bit of like Tony Hawk, you know, pro skater back in the day. Like the way the maps are set up is is kind of reminiscent. Is that a compliment or or, no? It's a compliment. You guys, Tony Hawk pro skater. Yeah, no, I love it. It was good. It was good. Or like, um, oh no, I'm drawing a blank in the title. The uh, it was a launch game that came with the original Xbox with uh, the GT2000 racing game, uh, Radio Jet Set Future. I have not played that, that one. Oh, okay. That's so not ring a bell. You, you, play, you play a guy who's on roller skates, and you're a, you're a spray painter, a graffiti artist, and you tag stuff. It was a great game. I actually really liked it a lot. This is very reminiscent was of Was it like creatures and stuff in there, too? No. Okay, no, okay. It was all human-based, and it was just that you, know, you were a graffiti artist, and you would <laughs> roller skate, rollerblade around town, and tag things, right? And you got points depending on what you tagged and stuff like that. I feel like... This is like a spiritual successor of that in a way because it's paintball, but <laughs> sure. you know, um, I liked a lot of it. I liked the design, I liked the style, I liked the weapons. It was fun. The motion controls are awful. Oh, is it heavy motion control based? <laughs> heavy motion control based. See, I was going to uh, ask about that. I love Nintendo, but obviously <laughs> from the Zelda shrine that, that yes, is, uh, there's a Zelda shrine where you have to use motion controls, and the the rest of the game you don't have to. I will say it does annoy me in Zelda when like I'm like trying to aim something with my bow and arrow, and if I like, move my my hands I'm holding the the controller, right, it, it, it totally fucks it up. My it off. I think you can turn that off in the settings. Okay, I'm sure you can. I, just, I did that okay. <laughs> like immediately. Okay. <laughs> motion controls. This is off. stupid. <laughs> this is a sad failure brought to you by gamer. Well, no, I just, you know, I've, no. I've, between the Wii, the Wii U, and the Switch, I've had a lot of Nintendo's motion control stuff, and... But they never, they've never seem to figure it out. It's still a shit. Like, stop making motion control unless you can make it good. It's, look, there are some situations where it works. It's how um, it's utilized. For, for Madden right. 2009, it was awesome. I, on the Wii. I loved it. I really loved it. You could use the Wii remote to draw routes, like, at the line of scrimmage, and depending on how you flicked your wrist, would be like, you know, a zip pass versus a, you know, a loft. Like, it was, it was great. But in this game, this is, you know, it's a third-person shooter, mm -hmm. and it's a multiplayer game, right? Yeah. So... Is there a single-player campaign? Do we uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Online. The original one was all online. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I assume the sequel is similar. Um, 
Again, it wasn't something I was super into, but yeah, it's either. still a big title. I was surprised they were doing a sequel so soon. But so imagine you know, you've got your controller that's got the two joysticks, you know, that Halo's been able and Call of Duty's been able to take advantage of for well over a decade. Right. Um, so, but in order to like to look around and stuff like that, you have to use your motion no! controls. Oh man! <laughs> and there's even like the I think it was the Y button resets your camera. If the Y button that prominent of a button is bound automatically to reset your camera. That's a bad sign, in my opinion. What? Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, so like, is there a way to turn that off? I don't know. I like, mean, since it was the global test fire, you don't have a lot of time, so I wasn't screwing around with the settings or anything right. like that. Um, you and basically you just jump in and play. And, yeah, you don't know if they're going to implement some sort right. of change to that later. I mean, so like, as somebody who was just thrown into this game with no tutorial at all, uh-huh. I know there's different weapons, and I know that they are good at different things, but I don't know much about them. So I was very out of my element, um, and having the motion controls made it <laughs> having the motion controls made it that much more difficult. Was this sure. like Bomberman hard? Or... Uh, no, that, no, this <laughs> that's was, a joke. No, I, actually, we did fine. I, 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 we won some of the matches, and I was not in last place in any of the matches. Cool. It was more of oh, just that. yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Uh, it was more of just, it was a very foreign environment with a very foreign game style with a clunky, complex controller scheme. Because if, if you had at least copied controller schemes from other third-person or first-person shooters, I would at least know what the buttons do. Right. Right? And I could do that, and then I can figure out the, the lore and mechanics of the game itself That's disappointing. on the run. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, look, I, I'll, I'll probably give it another shot. It is one of the bigger titles coming out this year for Switch. Will you buy it, you think? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. What, is it slated for $49.99? Right? I imagine it's going to be a $60 title. Really? Yeah, this is, I mean, Splatoon 2, or Splatoon, the first Splatoon, the first one, yeah. that and Mario Kart 8 are the two most successful titles in the Wii U. They never huh. dropped really in price, aside from a few sales here and there. So I, I expect Splatoon 2, just like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, to be $59.99 USD titles. Right. So. Cool. Yeah. What else we got? Right on. So, um, yeah, so I guess uh, as far as news goes, the only other thing that I wanted to point out was that Blizzard made their unsurprising announcement that they are remastering StarCraft, the original, in 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool stuff about it is, is actually the little things that kind of get glossed over. Um First off, the original version of the game, once the 4K uh, remastered comes out, the original version will be free. You can go pick That's that cool. up. Yeah. Nice. Um, I own the original version. Cool. Well, <laughs> good news for you, Zach, is that you'll be able to play with people who have the remastered version uh, okay. seamlessly. That's nice. They didn't change any mechanics. They didn't change Very any cool. of the gameplay. They basically made it widescreen and updated the graphics. Nice. Okay. That's so, cool. is there because a lot of games are doing this now, like Halo? Um, is there a, a button that allows you to switch to the old graphics if you're feeling nostalgic? Oh man, I forgot that the Halo Collection lets you do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Someone I, else did that too, and I can't remember who it was now, but it's a thing now that people are doing, which is nice. I like that. Why would you fun. want to do that? I it's feel fun. like we've come so far, and I enjoy and you, being able to see. You things. appreciate how far you've come when you can hold them side by side, second yes. by second. You'd be like, "Oh my god!" I used to think this was good, and now it's shit. <laughs> like, or, think, think about the original Halo. How revolutionary that game yeah, was when it came yeah, out. If you play the new, the remastered version, and you are at like you know some really nice shot where you can see the Halo ring above you, and you switch to the old graphics, like it's stark, and it's really interesting to see what they were able to do without changing the game because it still feels like the original oh, yeah. halo it's just beautiful 
So, and, and if you never switch to the old graphics, you could play the game on the new graphics and go, okay, this looks good, but this is probably not much better than what it used to look like, right? Like, because it was super, it was ahead of, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was ahead of the curve when it came out. At the time, so, we were like, man, right. this is the best. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think Star Trek actually might have done it first with uh, the original series Blu-rays. Yes, You yeah. can hit a button and see the original special effects instead of the remastered special effects. But unfortunately, most Blu-ray players don't come with that button. That's on their <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so they you do have to time. fuck with the menu to yeah. get back and forth, and at that point, it's just a hassle. I was lucky that I... like It was a deal I think they made with Sony or something at the yeah. time. I, I happened to have one of those, so oh, nice, that nice. was nice, but... My my one now doesn't do it. So. No, well you're using the the Xbox or the PlayStation. Actually, too. no, I do use the Xbox now. I forgot. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that's. I mean, you can try. The but. Xbox is a great Blu-ray player. <laughs> it's all it's good for, it's right? A good system. I love me some uh, Netflix and HBO and Hulu. And I Pandora. haven't been able to use Netflix on my Xbox for months. Why? It won't work. I've huh. reinstalled the app a bunch of times. Basically, at this point, support has told me to reformat the Xbox. And I'm not no. doing that. It's no. not worth it. I'm not going to yeah. reinstall no. all, the, all uh, that. Like, for Netflix, forget it. Like, right. Just do it on your PlayStation. <laughs> well, I got or it. whatever you have. Yeah, we, we brought... Smart we have, TV. We have one of those Kindle Fire TVs. Yeah, yeah. It was in the oh, bedroom, right. so we brought it in the living room. So, so. something I want to... Just to get us kind of back on topic here. I think that's a, that, says, that speaks a lot to Blizzard. I don't play StarCraft personally, but the fact that they were thinking of the old fans and was like, well... We're going to let them play. This is not going to be a problem for them. This isn't going right. to affect them. Right. I, I thought that was a very... Uh, that just goes to show you kind of Blizzard's central focus as they used to be with World of Warcraft. I want to make money. I don't mm -hmm. give a shit about you guys. But <laughs> they, they've come to the point where they know they expect those type of questions. Because that was the first question you said. Yeah. was, what, well, what the fuck do I do kind of thing. And they're like, we already thought of this. I mean, look, I've been player, playing Blizzard games for you know for a few years, and I've always got the sense that they really want it to be a fun, inclusive experience. Right. They put a lot of love into their products. They, they there's a, a premium price tag on a lot of it, but they, they you're going to get your money's worth. Yeah, but most companies and they support their stuff. Long if they're after. switching, yeah. they're switching. They're like, you have to switch. Oh, right. Yeah. These guys, they, they don't, they're not making you do that. Right. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah. I mean, with PC games, there's a little more leeway, you know, because yeah. yeah. the, the servers are handled differently. Sure. But, um, no, it's really cool that they're doing that. I think that's pretty neat. I, I actually never played the original StarCraft. I only played StarCraft 2. So this will be a good excuse for me to go back and play the original story, which I've only kind of read about. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be fun for me. But All right. Well, I think that's enough on the news as we go well past you know the 15-minute mark. Um, Always. Let's, let's jump into what we are doing here, which is part two of our Gamer Heroes March Madness video game showdown, Sweet 16. Oh, the crowd goes nuts. Um, for those who we missed part one, <laughs> part one was last week. You can go to heroespodcast.com, subscribe on iTunes, and you can check that out. But if I'm gonna, you give a shit. If you care. If you don't, I'm going to recap it right now. All right, so I'm going to go over what happened last week. We started with... Um, the left half of our bracket, and we had Mario going up against Rayman. Mario won that particular round. Uh, Link from Zelda beat out Diva from Overwatch, which was a real surprise to me, especially being the person who was defending Diva. Uh, that was like really crazy. That Zach Zach pulled that one out really well. Um, Based heavily on the Breath of the Wild, but still very, very nice. I don't do much, but when I do, it counts. <laughs> um, Master Chief, goatee. Halo's Master Chief beat out Metroid Samus. 
which was a pretty tough fight. That was a tough one. Um, and Half-Life's Gordon Freeman beat out Star Fox's Star Fox, which uh, ended up not being anywhere near as cool of a fight as I as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Star Fox should have done a barrel roll. Uh, do a barrel roll. It's <laughs> not going to work. So that was Gordon Freeman off. Uh, that was the that was yeah. the left side of our bracket, and today we're going to go over the right side of our bracket. We can get through about four matches in an episode. So next week will be um, our um, quarter quarter finals, quarter finals, oh, quarter finals right. and we'll go through all of that stuff. So um, today we've got Crash Bandicoot versus Sonic the Hedgehog. Spyro the Dragon versus Sonya Blade. Phoenix of Gears of War versus Laura Croft of Tomb Raider. Nova from Starcraft versus a generic Big Daddy from Bioshock. Well, let's let's clarify that. Okay. All right. So, as you guys know, it was kind of utter chaos last week, so we want to kind of reel that. Cats and dogs living together. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> Cat dogs, sorry. But I love that show. Um... <laughs> Well, they made the two species. Not even gonna go into it, but this uh, this time around, I'm gonna throw a little uh, a little wrench into it. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And basically, we're going to pick one game with the abilities to be tied down to that one game. So we, you know, Link is not gonna get all of his abilities from every single game and be a wolf and have a magnet. So we're gonna be picking one game. We're gonna announce that game. And then we're going to get into the, the uh, debate, deboggle, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Cool. Did you say deboggle? Like, Something the, like that. You're in here first. John's making up words. Update your dictionaries accordingly. <laughs> Urban dictionary. Um, yes. So yeah, so that's who we're going to go through today, and the winners will move on. Um, we already know that next week Mario will be against Link, and Master Chief will be against Gordon Freeman. Right. So that will be a, that's a little preview of our quarterfinals. So, um, all right. Well, let's start things off with Crash Bandicoot versus Sonic. Uh, it looks like Zach is going to defend Crash Bandicoot, and John, you've got the Hedgehog. Let's start it off, guys. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say I think Sonic, and we're going to announce the game. Uh, I'm going to go with just Sonic Dash, which is a more recent game. Um, I feel like his dashing abilities were... Much, much higher, so I think he would take this match just for the fear, just for the sheer fact that Spyro wouldn't even be able to touch Sonic because he moves Sonic speed. Wait, so Spyro? Crash. Okay, sorry, crash. crash. I was like, wait, like, <laughs> sorry. I was, I was preparing to finish my mind, and then you threw Spyro. There's at me. the wrench, man. Oh, man. There's <laughs> no, the no, wrench. No. Sorry, uh, Crash wouldn't even be able to touch right. him. Right, okay. You think so? I think so. That's interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to defend Crash, and I guess if I have to declare a game, I'm going to go with Crash Bandicoot 3, uh, simply because of, as we were talking earlier, the uh, Wumpa Fruit Bazooka. I don't know if that would come in handy, but I mean, he does have some extra <laughs> abilities in that game. I mean, he's basically the same guy in those first three games, yeah. but the third game, he's just got a few extra little, little toys. Um, yeah, so here's my thing. Especially if we're going with all of their abilities at their disposal. Uh, Crash Bandicoot has his infamous uh, Aku Aku mask that basically, if you, I think it's if you get one, if you get one, like, he'll basically take a hit for you as long as you're not, like, falling down a pit. If you get two, it's, it's like a, a double thing. But if you get three Aku Aku masks, you're basically invincible. Like, he just, he runs around, spins around your, your face while you're running, 
and you're basically for so, a limited period of time you're kind of unstoppable. So are his so in this case, so if you start with one mask, let's say you start the fight with one mask. Right. Are you saying the other two are like hidden around the battle arena somewhere? They're, they're, or? they're, in, they're in the map. Yeah. And you gotta find them. They're in the map. Yeah. So, so that's predicated on 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 Crash being able to get to the other two masks. Right. I just want to throw that out right. there. Make sure. Right. So I mean, okay. if you got, if you got a. a, a so yeah. if you got a character with with super speed, just saying, um, and could see <laughs> right. those like the Flash, right. but we have to we have to decide what's going to happen to Spyro even when he hits Crash with just one mask because that one like, right. like, like, like that Spyro again. God damn it, Sonic. John! John this, yeah, this is the worst. Okay, uh, what's going to happen to Sonic? Not Sonic Spyro. We should have done that match. No, not really. That would have been terrible. I mean, that was the original plan, but we had I, to switch we, it up. We, we, we had to mix. So, if, for those who did watch last week or listened last week, and they saw our bracket, which we posted in last week's article, the bracket, the right side of the bracket changed. It was false news. Well, alternative facts. Look, we are we we support science here, and <laughs> and you know we have to adapt to new data and new information and. We decided, based on our our experiences and our wheelhouses, that we were going to swap out Bayonetta, which is uh, a character from a franchise none of us have ever actually played, and swap her yeah. out for Sonya from Mortal Kombat, which is a character we're more familiar with. And because of that, who we were going to defend got a little me- mixed up, and we had to shuffle some things. So we it's, a little, it's a little different. It's a little different. So, but my point is, let's just say I only get the one mask in the fight. There's only one mask that, that Crash has equipped. Uh, Sonic rushes into me. The Akku is going to take that hit, and then what's going to happen to uh, to Sonic? Sonic's going to—I mean, he's got to be stunned. He's going to bounce covered. off of it because he's, he's a ball at that point. Okay, so but like, like he's not going to be stunned. Like there's most of the time. So uh, let me give you a little, Sonic is based on rings. So yes. eventually, so you can hit him as many times as you want as long as he has a ring. Right. So he's going to lose some rings. Though, he loses some rings. But if I have a hundred rings, how many rings do you start with? You don't it, start with any. You collect them throughout the levels. Okay, of the so game. No, no, I, I know. I know. In the game, we didn't establish that. We're right. talking about the fight. So, so I'm going to assume he's got fifty. Many, okay. So how many of those fifty is he going to lose? So it depends. So, well, like, so let's, let's, you're talking about Sonic Dash and Sonic Dash. On average, how many rings does he lose when he gets hit? Uh well, it's. I, there's not a specific number, and I'll tell you why. Because if he gets poked by a specific blade or something like that it's going to be anywhere from 20 to 10 rings so the the main important part is how many you collect while you're flashing and well, you so, don't have rings so here's then i'm going to say you can't have more than 20 and here's why zach gets one mass that gives him one free hit i think it's only fair that you get one free hit deal okay so, I'll, I'll take 20 right. rings okay so, then, <laughs> so basically we're going to cancel out so, so you hit me. we're going to cancel out each other's uh uh Free hit really early on, so you're, I'm going to lose my mask, but you're going to lose all your, your your rings. So this whole fight from this point on is predicated on you getting more rings before I do a spin move or I, I double jump on your head or I pull out my Wumpa Wumpa fruit or Wumpa fruit. Bazooka. If you can shoot, if you can hit Sonic, yes, yeah, you, you forget that Sonic also has combat ability. Okay, so he's got the inside game locked in too. Okay. So we're talking like he can hit you in multiple areas. He'll hit Crash in multiple areas. Right. Before Crash would even be able to turn and, and point that bazooka at him. Okay, so leave the bazooka out of it. Like, that spin spin move is pretty quick. Sonic can spin too. Yes. So we have two tornadoes happening here. here. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Spinners. 
So I guess the question here is what what's going to set them apart from each other? They're both they mm -hmm. both have spinning abilities. They both get one free shot. Sonic has super speed. What does Crash have that gives him an edge? Charm and good looks. Does he have, <laughs> I mean, like, so I, I I never got to really play Crash Bandicoot games, so I'm really excited for the new one to right. come out, for, yeah. right, the remaster uh, to come out mm -hmm. uh, for the PS4. What, does he have weapons? Does he have any ranged abilities? Not, not necessarily. Really. He's got close combat, he can spin... He's, You're running away a, from a ball, the he's ball a, a boulder. Yeah, I mean, he, he runs away and towards things. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, those are your two options. Those are your, yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. Well, what I'm just saying, like, he doesn't really find anything. He just spins and knocks, breaks crates and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That is Sonic true. does have to jump on top of enemies. That is true. I mean, I guess my thing was that, that bazooka, hoping I could get a couple shots out before... So wait, he has uh, a bazooka? Yeah. In the game, he, he pointed out the third one he does. Yeah, he has a bazooka that shoots one of the fruits. So... I mean, what kind of damage do those do? Um, just standard damage. Like, you've got a lot of ammo in there. They're not like, it's not like a heavy artillery, artillery uh, explosive device. It's just, you've got a bunch you can throw Question. out Question. Yeah. What is the um, rapid uh, fire rate? Is it, boom, shoots one, wait a couple seconds, then shoots the next one? God, you know, I, I didn't do my research. That's a good question. I haven't played Crash 3 since, so I mean, it's been a decade at least. So the reason I say that is if he misses, right. Sonic, he's vulnerable now. He's you aiming, know, he's holding a bazooka, his ribcage is exposed, Sonic is usually right. exposed. There, there was, <laughs> I remember now, there was, there was rapid fire, but there was limited ammo, because it was limited up to 100 based on the fruit that you had picked up in that Interesting. level. Interesting. So yeah, there was rapid fire, because there were, I'm remembering, there were a few bosses that were um, hinged, you know, on you getting enough shots off quickly. So there was rapid fire, but yeah, you are limited in your ammo. Man, so, and they're not gonna, and, and none of these are going to do like because of rapid fire. None of them did any significant amount of damage on their own. So it's it's, it's going to be you know can I unleash a barrage on on Sonic before can Crash unleash the barrage before Sonic exactly? Gets so let's the paint out. the picture. <laughs> Sonic's going across the map. These, these love, things are hitting. We have visuals on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hitting the ground. It, but John is flailing the about dust, like a madman. Exactly. The dust is settling. Sonic's over here. You're out of your fruit, and uh, yeah, you haven't landed one shot. I mean, that is a possibility. It does seem like, based on Sonic's super speed and the limited arsenal of Crash, that the odds would be better that Sonic's going to get more hits in. You know, I hate to admit it, but. I got nothing. But I have nothing if there's anything, crash. come on, man, you're the one that found the magnet. I know. I know. <laughs> but sometimes crash does you not know, have a magnet. I just think um, because Crash doesn't have a lot to go off of, he's got his bazooka, which Zach said he has kind of limited ammo for. Once that's exhausted, you know, then you're kind of stuck with one guy who can spin versus a super speedster and who can spin gonna, and yeah, I'm going to take himself into a spiky I'm going to take ball. this the, the fastest right. hedgehog alive. There, there. I mean, he did have vehicles. He had a motorcycle in Crash Three. Um, he would ride on the back. I think he rode on the back of a. Or no, his sister rode on the back of a tiger. Um, we're not talking about. We're not, we're not talking about the sporting cast. Sporting cast. <laughs> no, but a I mean, a tiger changes things. If he had a tiger, but uh, yeah. So he's got him. Let's say he even had his motorcycle. I mean, right. Sonic could easily decapacitate that motorcycle, pop the wheels. I mean, he's a spinning spiky ball at this point. Yeah, it's a pinball with with spikes. He did have superpowers that, that allowed him to run quickly. I'm remembering this now. Uh, he hmm. there were different power up abilities. 
So does he lose? You're you gonna know, give up? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm thinking here. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 do this. Uh, let's let's come back to this one later. All right, let's let's move on and we'll think about it and we'll come back and we'll give our, our gut opinion a little bit later on. Okay. Okay. So next up, um, I want to mix things up a little bit here. So next up is going to be, um, if I remember correctly, which I don't, I think it's going to be Phoenix versus Laura Croft is next yeah. on our yeah. list. I am defending Phoenix of the Gears of War games. Which one? And John, you're doing Laura Croft? Yeah, right? I do Laura Croft. So uh, I'm actually just going to go off of straight up the original Gears of War. Okay. Picking the first game uh, when he's you know young and... And, uh, you know, fresh out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. As you are. As um, and, uh, you know, the, part of that is because, um, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to play Gears of War 4 yet. And so I don't know a whole lot about uh, about that one. But it's also because, you know, I think that he's his youngest at that point. You're introduced to all the weapons. Um and that kind of thing. Which Laura Croft are you going to use? I'm going with Tomb Raider 3, uh, originally found on PlayStation. Um, basically, she's in her prime. This is the time in the game where she has fought multiple enemies in this point in the franchise. I, we're talking gods, we're talking creatures, we're talking robots, Terminator-type robots. So at this point, she's honed all of her skills. So I think she is a master swordsman at this point. She is a uh, weapons master with um, any any weapon, basically swords, guns, whatever you can think of. So she what weapons? What weapons did she have in Tomb Raider Three that she's bringing to the battle? She is often found with two Desert Eagles, okay, that are fifty caliber bullets, which are quite large. Those are okay, um, and the clips on those guys are anywhere from. 12 to 15 bullets. Okay. Okay? That's what she's commonly found with. She does have some extra extra things later on in the game, like... Um, oh, you forget she's insanely rich. I think that's the greatest superpower of all. Batman would agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, he does. Batman and Iron Man both agree. So yeah. obtaining anything is really easy at well, this but, point. Well, but, but we're in the battle. She can't, right, like, right. call up Amazon and have, like, a drone I mean, she probably something. could. So this but is, you know... I think her... her uh, her biggest weapon That's at this she point, does <laughs> she would probably have a power item or some kind of uh, ancient artifact that she's found. She, you gotta get specific. I'm yeah, getting there. I'm getting there. What's I'm trying to do? recall it. She pulled out some cup in the third game uh-huh. that gave her the ability to have a second life. Okay. Okay. All right. So what? What do? What? Do, what do you do with somebody who has two lives? Versus one. Well, I mean, you have to keep in mind that Phoenix had to go after, you know, wave after wave after wave of these creatures. Of those roaches? What are you talking about, man? Come on. Like, some of these creatures were pretty hardcore. You know, some had Gatling guns and sniper rifles, and others were so large you had to take them down with, you know, a helicopter and, you know, things like that. So, um, I think in this particular case, he's going to have, of course, his Lancer assault rifle. Which, uh, in case there is some hand-to-hand combat, has the chainsaw attached to it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you want a chainsaw attached to your gun, I think is <laughs> the real question. Um, now, I'm kind of on the fence here, and I kind of want Zach's opinion on this. I'm thinking about having him have the Hammer of Dawn. Yeah, that's which, a good weapon. You, yeah. know, w- you know, that's the one, uh, for those who don't know, basically, 
it contacts a satellite, and the satellite from space, like, basically, like, shoots a giant laser beam down, and it's used to destroy, like, the giant cedars and stuff like that. Um, So it's, it's pretty hardcore. With that said, it's a little bit slow, because you have to, you know, mark the target, and then, you know, hold on that mark while the, um, the hammer launches the satellite attack. So, you know, that can get a little bit, uh, a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a guaranteed kill. It's a guaranteed win for Marcus. It is if he gets it off. Yeah, if he can hit her. Yeah. Um, so oh, so with with that though, um, so he's gonna have the assault rifle. He's gonna have the hammer of dawn, and I'm gonna also give him a boom shield. Okay. Okay. So this is um, gonna be a close fight, actually. I feel like yeah, yeah. I, although I I'm okay with giving her her usual gadgets. She has a lot of proximity grenades. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about grenades. We got grenades. There's <laughs> a lot of proximity. There's a lot of grenades. Sure, wish um, I had some grenades right about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think her big, her biggest thing here is going to be that she has uh, how much movement can he do with all of these things? That can he? What's his movement look like? He's got this giant rifle. He's got all these things on. I mean, him. he's never seemed to have movement problems in the game. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Like he's he doesn't have problems moving around, but he is kind of a big, bulky dude. Like Lara Croft is nimble, and she's got some abilities. Yeah, she's got agility. Thing. Like quick movement is on her side. I mean, that that's true. But I also have a machine gun, so it's just right. sprays of bullets. It doesn't really so then matter. that depends on the map because she is she has some self. She's abilities. very exactly. I was going to say she's very good at at covering and hiding and being in the shadows. So if she was doing a stealth attack, what would the yes. attack be? She is going to. She's not going to get close to him. She already knows that okay. this is probably not the best option. She's going to um, be hanging from a rafter above right? his head. She's going to jump down. ridiculously between two ledges yeah. <laughs> to yeah. get to him. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But like, what weapon does Probably she Probably from, from the air she's going to attack him. With what? Um, let's say... <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get no, to. No, it's okay. <laughs> That's a good question. That's okay. She's going to shoot him from the air. She's going to jump off of a ledge. Uh-huh. He's not going to know. His back's going to be turned to her, and she's going to be popping um, the 50, cal- 50 caliber pistols at him. Okay. okay? What kind of ledge? Because she's still a human. So. At, at his head, which is you know woefully uncovered. She is a marksman. I've she's never a marksman. seen him get hit in the head, so I'm not sure and that she is a marksman. <laughs> Note that she will not miss because she is a marksman. Mm-hmm. So right, that that is true. The ledge is usually 12 feet. She can jump okay. about 12 okay. feet and grab a ledge. Grab a ledge. She's got a. She have a grappling hook in that one. Yeah, she's got a, a hook shot, doesn't she, of some sort? No, she doesn't. No, I guess not in that one. Not in that one. Okay. So basically, this comes down to if she can sneak up on him, she gets a one shot kill to the head. She gets a yeah, kill. Yeah. But if she doesn't, then she's got a couple of pistols against assault rifles. And she's she's so nimble and light on her feet, even with like her guns, like maybe rattling around a bit, like. Like when Phoenix like just like shifts his weight and size, like his gear and all you of can his hear everything. Him. Yeah, like, he's not he's, trying to be quiet. I no, thought, he's not. But I'm just. But my, my point is, he's <laughs> making so much noise. He's not going to hear some tiny little girl with you know two guns on her hips that are maybe like rattling around a bit. Like, but he's got motion detectors and stuff. She has a tracking mechanism as well. Yeah, but we're not worried about him hiding. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, even if she were hiding, she would know where he's at at all times. Right, but my, my point is, is that if she's sneaking up on him, you know, he's going to have the intel of basically where she is. Let me ask you this. He, she'd have to already be hidden on the map, and he would have to happen but across is it, mo- is it motion-based? 
Or is it like it, tracking like specific? It varied a little bit. Yeah, it kind of depend on the terrain, like what was convenient for the story. The map line. is very <laughs> well. The yeah, map so, is very crucial. So in this. I don't know. Well, no, I, I don't think the map is all that. Because Lara's not a bug, and so if his scanner is like not motion, but it's set to just like pick up a certain type of bug. No, because then... it was military stuff. So I think it right. was you know supposed to heat. be motion, heat motion center. or heat. You know, so if we assume that it's motion, then you know, she'd have to already be hidden in place that he happens upon. She's gonna pull so an Arnold. Her. She's gonna put yeah. mud over well, her, yeah, well, and that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna throw off the the heat. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, sure. but there's something I do want to point out okay. though. Right. This guy that you're describing who came from prison doesn't sound like a very smart guy. So his intellect's probably pretty low. Whoa, 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 whoa! Do you know why he's in prison? I, I mean, I do, but let's tell the fans who haven't played. So, spoiler alert, um, and you don't really learn this in the first game, but uh, basically he did time in prison because he uh, ignored orders and went to save his dad and pull him out of the hot zone. So the most cliche thing to. you can possibly do. Uh, look, man, they're, they're trying to take a very... You could have saved a woman. That would have been more cliche. Yeah. I mean, it's his dad, you know? His dad, that's, yeah. Who becomes more integral to the story in the later games anyway, but... Basically, the point was that he didn't follow his orders, and he went to go save his dad. Some would call and, that stupid. I mean, others would say that it's loyalty. But, I mean, every great action movie, like, the guy's like, to hell with your orders, and he goes, does and something And he does else, something really dumb, that, know, but, and the odds are always stacked against him. And, it, you know, sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. But the point is, he's so good at what he does, that they let him out of prison, and give him his own unit, because they don't think anybody so else can alone. handle it. <laughs> he's, he's still alone from expensive. I, I mean, kind of, but <laughs> yeah, like young, right? He's younger, you but know, because he's like in his prime in the first game, give or take. So <sighs> okay. So, so Lara is she is insanely rich. She's been trained, <laughs> but again, that doesn't no, have anything well, to do finish. with the fight. <laughs> yes, it does. She's been trained and taught by every single teacher in the world. Okay, she is omnilingual. Right. Okay. Every type of teacher, she's probably she, been taught. But what by. kind of like she she can't just simply be a master. My point is she is like my point is that her intellect is very high, and I feel like outsmarting this brute, should we say, might be easy. But he's a military strategy guy. Like he's been in war multiple times with military strategy situations to pull out rescue operations <laughs> and to get into hard to get into so locations. So you mean he followed a plan very well. He makes the plan a lot of the time. <laughs> on the fly. On the fly, yeah. in the hot zone, without all these fancy teachers that she apparently has. I mean, that is true. I mean, in, are you telling me that in in uh, Tomb Raider 3, they actually say that she was taught by like three dozen people? Like, cause, no, they don't I mean, say those particular <laughs> things, but I imagine when you're rich and your dad's an archaeologist and he's seen probably things that... I don't know. Uh, Indiana Jones was the same way. Yeah. He, was, he was no fighting expert. I mean, he was in, he in his Nazis, own though. way. Yeah, he, he punched Nazis and he shot a guy with a whip. That's basically like. And I love Indiana Jones, but but is that Indian in his prime? Like, I feel like I mean, the first movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah Indy's right. in his prime, but we're, we're talking <laughs> we're about a more badass we're, version we're of Indy. But my, my point is, I was saying that she's just been taught by everybody on the planet. Okay, that's seem not what I was universe. saying. Okay, so I was like, saying that she has been taught. Does by she know specific, renowned professors? So, so here's the thing: if she knows specific martial arts, then what are those? Because I kind of need to know what that's going to look like. It does say that. I, mean, I, I, I didn't go into detail to know which. 
Hapkido or or Taekwondo. Because those, those things matter. Because like so so I, I've taken karate and Taekwondo, and they're very different. I would probably be more inclined to fight somebody with karate than Taekwondo. Taekwondo is a little bit slower and a little more about focus and energy than karate is. I would say she's so, more Hapkido because she uses weapons and hand, and she uses um, unarmed combat quite often. Okay. Too. So okay. the thing is though that the weapons that you gave her are guns. Yeah. Which is probably not going to align with her martial arts. So what do we do? She's, so she sneaks up so on you. Saying, well, what I'm saying is, is that where are you going? I don't, I don't think she's going to get the element of surprise unless you want to say that she's already hidden on the map when he gets there, and he just magically happens upon her on the map. And I, mean, I feel like that's a big yeah. that's a big give. I mean that we didn't <laughs> we didn't we didn't just clarify how the match begins. Are they face to face and then they do their thing? Or well, I mean, well, my point is that that would be the only situation where she gets to jump on him, whereas. All, many other situations, it would be a much more even play. So what would his first move be? Well, what's the context? No, I mean, like, let's say they're face-to-face. And are the they, just, just, are they just dropped into it like in Predators? Right. Well, I mean, so... That seems, that seems better, right? That's the most fair. Yeah, okay. that's fair. So if that's the case, then, then they're just going to randomly happen across each other. So really, at that point, if she doesn't see him first and hide immediately, then he's got a machine gun... Yeah, that's going to tear the place down. Or if he sees her first, he's got the hammer of dawn and he's going to blow up half the forest. So it's very specific for her to be able to take him down. And he's in, more versatile. In theory, like he could just, I mean, it would take some time, but he could use the hammer of dawn repeatedly and just level the playing field. So she's got nothing to hide behind. That's what's true the, what's the proximity on the hammer of dawn? If, uh, if he's 20, within, oh, he he can be very far away. Yeah. <laughs> he can be close too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think. It, what I if think, she stays, remains close to him most of the time? He can't um, use the hammer of dawn. Yeah, but that's the thing. Though, like, they would have to be. Motion but again, like that's the thing. Like, but within only, thirty feet is what you're saying. So what? So again, what I'm saying is the only way for her to win is for her to be very close to him without him knowing it. Which seems unlikely given his tracking abilities. Because if he knows that she's there, then yeah, he's not going to use the hammer of dawn. But he does have a machine gun with a chainsaw on it. And which she's he, got a couple of pistols. Which doesn't require much aim. Which doesn't require right. much but aim. But she's a marksman. She's she a marksman, but a... he also has armor that she doesn't have. But his face is not covered, and she's a marksman. But again, she has to get a clean headshot. He has to hit any part of her with a machine if they gun. Dropped immediately, <laughs> if they dropped immediately, it's easier to pull out a pistol than wield a giant... But Phoenix has a but bigger he doesn't target have to, to hit. He doesn't have to aim. He just has to spray a bunch of bullets. So let's say he sprays a bunch of bullets. He runs out. Well, how big are those clips? I... Well, I don't. The clip size, I can't remember the clip size, but he holds six hundred bullets. So let's say he. I mean, I don't think he's going to waste all six hundred on her. But let's say he kills her. Well, bullets. if it's a one-on-one battle, why not? The yeah. cup. The cup brings her back to life. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh man, I guess I didn't forget about that. But, but, at that, but at that point, if she's got one life. It brings right. her back to life where she what, is. What's though, right? Health like. Right. I mean, it's no, gonna, it's the same. She's just re, she's just revitalized. But so he shot her. She's down, and she's going to wake back up on the ground. Right. 20 feet from where he's standing with his machine gun. Where she is, yeah. So right. again, like now she can't get the jump because she's literally laying on the ground dead, uh, waking this up. This is so that. hard, right? It is, so yeah. I just I just feel like if they dropped immediately, it's faster to pull a pistol out in. But I, but here's the thing, I think it's true. From if if accuracy counted, you're right. But since accuracy doesn't count, then for for him, because like she has to get a who clip. shot first, but Lara the, or Phoenix. But here, here's the difference. Though. Here, here, the difference here is she may be a master marksman, but she's being dropped into unknown territory. You're you're assuming she's being dropped straight down and has a perfect gymnast landing, which right? she does. She's actually very her agility is high. <laughs> okay, 
but you're also assuming that he does too, and he's not going to do some type of roll, and now his head is covered because he's got armor on, right? Like, but he's also his military. fall is not graceful. I imagine you're this I, big clunky dude. I mean, military men are trained to jump out of airplanes. Like that's what they do. You know, like th- these guys do that as their job. I feel like she does it she would cool. land on her feet. <laughs> but, it's likely she would land on her. But feet. he doesn't want to land on his feet. He wants to tuck and roll into cover. That's what he wants to do. He doesn't want a gymnast landing. He doesn't care if it's pretty. He cares if it's successful. So she's going to try and do this nice pretty landing and try and get a headshot. He's going to roll into cover and spray a bunch of bullets from behind a rock. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go on forever on this I one. I know. Match. I'm not happy about it. But what do you really, want to pick? I mean, I want to pick I'm going to let him be the mediator. <laughs> I want to pick Laura, truth be told, but I just Derek's made some compelling arguments that I, I can't disagree with. So her, her biggest thing is she's an escape artist. She can get out of anything. Right, but not death. But he's but, but he's, he's not he's going one he's time. going to play. She can yeah. get out of death once. one time. <laughs> he's not handcuffing her and putting her in like a tank full no, of water. No, right, like. right. <laughs> My point though is like if she's in a sticky situation, she'd find a way out. It's a critical thinking. I mean, have you right. played a Gears of War game? The entire game is a sticky situation. Yeah. It is, but it's not. Like, it's like, whoa, those things are coming from this corner. We should probably... I don't know. I, I mean, I, he spends I, almost the entire second game underground in tunnels. I so, think, I think Phoenix So the targets are even out. easier. You have more choke points, like, in tunnels. Well, except it's pitch black and you can't see anything. That's what his heat-seeking... Or the, his well, uh, the, gadgets the, are for. The gun doesn't heat-seek. My, my point is So that let's say she... None of us has used a grenade, okay? Let's say she drops the grenade, kills you both. Before anything happens, she comes back to life. So she uses her, her grenade, but he doesn't use his grenade. Let's say it's immediately. She just says, they both drop grenades. I mean, I guess it depends how close she the grenade was. You can survive grenade blasts depending on where they hit you because of the armor. So, But he'd be severely injured, though, if the I mean, there, it might be. I guess it depends how quick she regenerates and stuff. Like, again, like, now she's got to commit suicide to win the battle. <laughs> like, all right. If it's an option. <laughs> yeah. If it's an option. It to beat this guy. Yeah. So, but again, that also requires her to be very close to him. Right? And that's been my whole point, is that because he has a machine gun... That's going to be difficult for her to do. And a saw. Yeah, and a saw. Even if she tries to go in for the hand-to-hand combat, he can saw her down. Yeah. So I mean, I just and like hand-to-hand combat. But what's she going to do with the hand-to-hand combat? She she's going to hit his giant armor-covered chest. Like, well, she's obviously going to aim for his head, and underneath his armpits, they're not they're not covered. (laughs) Okay, John. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting heavy. All right. So I, I'm willing to let that. We, di- we gotta make down. some decisions here. No, we no. Do. I mean, I can. Almost I can lay it down. Episode on this one fight. Oh, I feel better this time around arguing my characters because I'm more prepared. Uh-huh. But I, I am gonna say, given the machine gun and the saw, right? She doesn't have a chance, even with two lives. Okay. So, yeah. So Phoenix wins this one over Lara Croft. So yeah. Phoenix moves on. Um, Money is a great power, though. It really is. In a g- generic <laughs> superhero movie, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But once you're in the field, like. You're not going to call up Alfred, you know? <laughs> you might. Not in a he one, might come not scoop in a up your body. Fight. If that's right. the case, we're going back to Star Fox and I get my whole team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. My giant armada. Nope. Touché. Gordon uh, takes him out. Touche. Now, let's go back to the first fight. I, I'm going to go ahead and throw my vote out for Sonic. Okay. I, I, am too. I think yeah. Sonic's going to take that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, Crash had some other abilities that gave him some some uh, super dash and some double jumping and some tornado death spinning, but, but really, I don't think he's got the same agility that... Um, that Sonic does, so I'm, I'm on I'm on Team right. Sonic. So Sonic moves on, beating Crash Bandicoot. Match number three, 
is going to be Spyro versus Sonya. Zach, you're with Spyro. John, you're with Sonya Blade. Let's do this, guys. Yeah, I'll start out. I don't know much about Sonya, uh, and honestly, it's been a while since I've played the Spyro games. Mm -hmm. uh, he does, I mean, he's, as far as picking a game, you could pick any of them. I feel like his abilities didn't really change much between game to game. Like, the later games, he had some friends, but we're not including friends. Right. Um, Skylanders, son of a Right. I mean, <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I know. And, and, and I feel like, honestly, looking back on it, like the Spyro games were a lot of fun, and there was some combat involved, but they were always more uh, ex exploration-based. It was all about mm -hmm. like going through levels and like finding uh, finding all the pieces, unlocking all the, the areas. And, I mean, the dude breathes fire. He's got some double jumps. He's got some gliding abilities. Uh, certain levels, he could straight up fly. Um, what but, games? Sorry, I'm like right. No, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even like. Not the first one, I guess. But the second one. I mean, I think okay. I only played the first two or three. Yeah. The second game. It's the second game. Because uh, I want to say his abilities were a little bit more finely tuned, but yeah, like I mean, he's great for exploration. But I, I don't know enough about what Sonya does to know like how. Cause I, I'm approaching this from a bit defensive point of view because I don't I don't know much about Sonya so so I'm gonna pick Sonya from MK9 particularly Mortal Kombat 9 um so Sonya is this is where Spyro might have the advantage mm -hmm. and I know I'm arguing against you but also there are some advantages there she is an in she's a cl up close fire right I mean she's got some abilities she can do projectiles but mm -hmm. um which it's a beam it's very slow in the game so when she shoots that beam it comes by at a very slow pace. Right, right. Um, but it does do some damage. <clears throat> the question is, what happens when she's on the ground and he's in the air flying around? He's a dragon. And he's right. breathing fire. And he does have like a headbutt, like smash of the Right, he, he does that like, little dashing thing. Well, yeah, he could dash, but also like, he, yeah, he could like dash and charge her. But he could, if he's flying, he could also drop down on her with, with a headbutt. He could. The, her, mainly, most of her moves and every her abilities are all mm -hmm. based on agility. So and, and I guess the only thing that I had and and that was really playing in Spyro's defense, depending on how we want to take this, is when I think of Mortal Kombat games, I think of like left to right. Whereas with Spyro, you've got the full three sixty degrees. So does Spyro have a full <laughs> three sixty degree range of motion while she's just going back and forth? No, no. <laughs> we're, we're acting as if they're real humans. They're not just stuck in that um, stuck in the plane of their. I, I say if he comes in close, mm -hmm. she's got him. Right. But if he remains in the air and he mm -hmm. hits her from a distance, I don't think she has a chance, honestly. Right. right. Uh, even with that projectile. It's slow. Mm -hmm. He's a fast-moving dragon. Right. Um, he's hitting her with fire. He's hitting her with whatever he can from a distance. And he's able to dodge and move around. Right. He's got, he's got, he's got a bigger range of motion. How he, long he, can he stay in flight? Or is he gliding? Because in the first he game, is, he can only glide. He's Well, here's the deal. It depends. He's usually only gliding unless... Uh, there are certain power-ups and there are certain levels where he is flying. So, so it depends on if we want to go with like. Well, he has the, the abilities. If he has the ability to fly in the game, right. then he flies when he needs to fly based on the level. Why wouldn't he fly if he needed to fly? In based on this, right. yeah, that would be my question. This would be a level where he would obviously want that. <clears throat> he would need it. Yeah. If he ever touched, because I, I mean, if he, if he was gliding, he runs out eventually. And yes, he does. She like, would it's, get it's him. A slow. I mean, it's like the the hang glider in, in Zelda. Right. It's very much the same thing. So she does have an ability that gains her temporary flight. Okay. It's How not. It's, I didn't know that. It's uh, not. It's not like a I'm flying like <laughs> levitating Superman style. It's like she can jump in the air, do a flip in the air. Okay. 
Okay. So it's pretty it's pretty much while she's in the air she can like kind of do like a double tap while in the air, midair. Okay. So do you think he could she would be able to land a maneuver on him midair? I mean if he was being sloppy and not watching where he was going, but I mean if he's if he's keeping his distance and you know, dodging and flying around then he's not going to mess around. Like he'll stay at a distance and shoot her down. So she's chained by special forces. So okay. we're gonna get back into this. Uh, this right. She's a planning. She's a planner, a strategist. What is what, what is her strategy for being lit on or lit on fire? See, that's like, immolation. Stop, drop, and roll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Touche. She doesn't really have a lot for gadgets. She's got that uh-huh. projectile. Um, there is one thing that she can do. Well, if she ever like again, if he ever gets close, she's landing a fatality in his ass. She's doing the split sit, right. split kick. Yeah, she's ripping yeah. him in half. If I get close, fatalities. I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> so it all it's very hand to hand combat. Spyro's not shit. Like most of it. Most what's, of the boss fights. What kind of range does Spyro have though? Like, That's on his breath, right? Right, but how on far his, is that? Again, it depends on the the boss battle. That, like, there are others where it's like, oh, like all of a sudden for this boss battle, you've got a sweet range because this guy's like, you know, way off in the so distance. So are we talking 10 feet? 20 feet? I mean, let's just say 10, 15. It's like 15 to be safe. 15? I just think Game of Thrones. Like, if you're just going, just like flying around and breathing fire... She's in the middle of that. What right. do you do? But Spyro's not a badass Game of Thrones dragon either. Spyro is kind of a puny little kid. <laughs> I mean, I imagine at some point he has to take a break. He can't just breathe fire indefinitely, right? Yeah, no, he can't. So the question would be, who's who's faster, right? If he's trying to gun her down with his with his fire breath, can she outrun him? Spyro's not that fast. Like unless he's gliding and flying, like he's <clears throat> like unless he's keeping his distance through flight, he's not that quick. She's fast in combat, but that I'm not sure her abilities on running. And in gameplay, there were several times where like you were trying to jump to a faraway ledge, or you were trying to, to make a quick maneuver. And well, I mean, we're going off the second game, but like in the early games, like the first game, like you, he felt a little sluggish at times in, in his movement, like very much like you were uh, piloting a, a shopping cart with you know wheels and work. When he's dashing though he's pretty quick. When he's dashing he's pretty quick, but he doesn't have a lot of maneuverability. Right, you're right. Which he's... is the downside. Like he just he feels very he's quick in movement but very sluggish in control, I would say. And I wanna say I think it was the second, maybe it was the third game, I don't know, but I, I wanna say like he was given the ability to kinda like tuck and roll. But that was I mean it was a minor improvement to just give him some so what sort do you of think mediator. Like you have to call this one. Yeah. This one's tough. I mean this one's a little bit difficult because I think that you know, a fire-breathing dragon is really cool, yes. but at the same time, um, if he can't breathe fire for any reason, then there's no contact. You know what I mean? But if he's flying, though. But then it's not fighting, though. Like, if you can just stay away forever, like, we kind of had this talk about... It eventually gets bit, tired, right? yeah. Right. Eventually, you, know. you have to... There's got to be a limit on that. Yeah, there's got to be a limit. Otherwise, the two of these people are just living... I think that's fair. She, he hits the ground... He touches the ground any second, she's got him. Right, and I yeah. think that's the real problem. No, I hate to say it, but that, I think that's fair. So, yeah, I think it's another one of those situations. on all fronts today. That's rough. That's, that's a rough <laughs> Get him up, Big Daddy. Right. <laughs> I know, maybe, yeah. All right, so we're going to give this one, then... To Sonya. To Sonya. Sonya moves on. And this brings us to our last match of the day, which is Zach, Zach again, uh, Nova, which is me, I get Nova, from StarCraft versus uh, Big Daddy. Now, I am actually picking not Nova from StarCraft. 
I'm picking Nova from Heroes of the Storm because cool. I uh, I want to use that specific skill set and I don't want any arguments about abilities at certain points in storylines and things like that. So right. this is what it is. This is what you get. Uh, right. Now, Zach, I'm going to need your help a little bit here. Being a person who's never played the Bioshock games, right. I know what Big Daddies look like. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm gonna need your help too because I've not actually played Heroes of the Storm. I've played Starcraft, but not Heroes of the Storm. So there's a skill set here, and I think John's gonna have to mediate for us. But uh, yeah, so Big Daddies, I'm gonna go with uh, Bioshock Two, mainly because in Bioshock One uh, they are foreboding villains, but you don't uh, their their abilities aren't all that fleshed out, and, and while they are super powerful and and tank like. Uh, they can be taken down. In fact, the entire game, like, they're difficult battles, but the entire game is, the, the premise is taking down big daddies, in a sense. Um, okay. To either decide whether you want to harvest or rescue little sisters, which is uh, separate to the point. Um, but, anyway, so Bioshock 2, you play as a big daddy. Uh, your abilities expand throughout the game. Like, you've got a drill, you can rush at people, you, I mean, you can the drill spins. Uh, you've got, and also in big in Bioshock Two, you have all the plasmid abilities of uh, Bioshock One that you had. Which so plasmids are uh, it's an injectable power source that goes straight into your bloodstream and it gives you an ability. And then you've got a whole uh, slew of abilities that you can switch in and out of. Like there's, I mean, there's a fire ability, there's an electric ability, there is, I mean, and see, and here's where I think. What gives the big daddies the upper hand is, is there's like a, a brief mind control ability. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, there there are sentries and turrets that you can create. Okay. Um, so pretty well, and then also, so in in Bioshock Two, there are some protect missions where you have to hold a certain area for a amount of time, and there are are mines like you you can drop all kinds of different bombs that are there are uh, the main ones are the the trip mines, and so. Eventually, I mean, unless you can, she's got, unless uh, you've got some ability to like disable those, like I can line in a, a room and just sit comfortably with these little trip mines, and, and of course, like the mobs are gonna run run in, which they do, right? And they die. But from a combat perspective, you're gonna see those and be like, okay, like I need to get away around this because otherwise, yeah, he's in this room right now. Well, so like, let's, uh, real quick, you said like fire abilities and electric abilities. What yes. what do you mean? Like he can like shoot those project, things, project yeah. those out okay. of his hand? Yeah. What kind of range are we talking? Uh, I mean, at max level, it's a pretty intense range. Um, are we like, talking like dark, like you know, Darth Sidious? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, very much. <laughs> so, like 15, force, 20 feet. Yeah, 15, yeah, 20 feet. I think that's force lightning. Okay. Uh, I mean, another max abilities. These are things not to be reckoned with. I mean, the the lightning ability, as is typical, I think, in a lot of video games, it's not it's not going to hurt you, but it is going to stun you. It's going to mm -hmm. you're going to drop some weapons. You're going to not know where you're at for for a bit. Okay. So, so what do you got? So I think so. Here's the thing with with Nova. So Nova obviously is a, is a highly trained uh, military type. Someone is in every round. Uh, I know. <laughs> he we really loves are. Those. It's really well. But I mean, let's think about it though. A lot of, a lot the, of the strong happen, yeah. you know characters yeah, that yeah. stand out are that way. You know, and you, you got um, a reason, a backstory reason why the character you're playing is a yeah, badass. Why are they a badass? You have yeah. to know, right? Um, that that was one of the issues you know that I had. Like for example, with the the remake of Dread. Yeah. Like, I know why he's a badass, but the movie doesn't tell right. you why he's a right. badass. Well, I like that it yeah, starts out in his prime, but but like that's the thing besides is, like, the point. In a vacuum, though, like why do why is he a badass? Right? What has he seen? So you know, backstory is important. But anyway, so um, so she is very much a ranged character. She is a sniper. She's got her cool big rifle, mm -hmm. uh, and she has she has a lot of interesting abilities. Um, 
she has a combo that I think would really do a ton of freaking damage. And basically that is her pinning shot and the, um, either the, depending on the location, either the precision strike or the triple tap. And the reason that it matters is because precision, precision strike comes from the sky basically. And so if it's indoors somewhere, then I don't think that, that would really work unless you were in right. a really crappy building. Um, <laughs> so the, the triple strike would be better for that because it's more of like a, you know, face on kind of attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what the, um, what the, uh, the, the pinning shot does is it, it kind of like holds you and slows you down, right? It's basically the design to slow your abilities, slow your movement and make you easier to hit. Right. right. Um, and so if you combine that with her hollow decoy, she has a hologram that she can bring around. Then all <laughs> she has to do is get the big daddy going after the hologram. And then the real Nova hits him with the, the pinning shot and then a precision strike. And you're toast. Hmm. Hmm. So he's a brute, right? He's armored. How much damage can he take? That well, would be... Quite a bit. I mean, quite a bit. The... His, his head is... It's he doesn't have like he's, a he's obvious weakness like, point, right? Right. There, there's there. See, here's the deal. If I'm being honest, arguing against the Gaddy for a second, his one weakness is are the, the little sisters. So if there's a little sister on the battlefield that he has to protect, that puts him at a weakness because he is. Gets, I wasn't gonna do anything. Like I wasn't that. thinking that either. Because right. like that's when you when you start bringing in other characters, all of these fights become very different. Well, right, I could throw do. in Marcus Phoenix's so. dad and shoot his dad. He he's immediately going to tears, right? Well, that might make him mad. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just saying, we, we didn't want to bring that in. The other thing is, of course, like, yeah, if something happens to the little sister, like, then the big daddy's going to be pissed. Uh, so, yeah. So I guess the real question is, like, <laughs> how much how much damage can he really take? Because the precision strike deals a ton right. of damage. Right. It's kind of like, almost like a mini Hammer of Dawn. Okay. Okay, or the Hammer of Dawn is like a giant precision strike. I can't remember which came first. Right. Uh, you know, but... Uh, wow. Yeah, so like, it's pretty hardcore. It does some pretty serious damage. And the real key to, to all of her abilities, because she's very tech-heavy. It's StarCraft. She's very yeah. tech-heavy. She also has a cloak. Mm-hmm. And so she does a precision strike. Even if it doesn't kill him and it just hurts him, she just goes invisible and waits to be able to do it again. Right. Um, so unless he has some way to find her while she's invisible... Then it's a pretty one-sided fight, right? I mean, so what happens? I mean, obviously, I'm thinking Rapture. There's a lot of water. This invisibility cloak. Like, is he gonna be able to see her stepping in the water? Yeah, if she moves water, he'll be able to see. Like, she she doesn't. Right. She's not um, like in another plane of existence or anything like that. Like, she sure. still interacts with objects. Sure. So you know, if she goes through like you know brush or water, like you're gonna it's, see. It's Harry Potter's and this is a cloak. And so this I is mean, a, kind of. This is a close. <laughs> this is a close range attack. So she's going to cl- uh, cloak herself and then go for a close range attack? Or is well, no. She can, the thing is that this is where it goes in tandem with the hologram. Right. right? So she makes herself invisible. The hologram's right. out egging the big daddy on. Right. When the big daddy takes the bait from her cloak, she then hits him with the pinning strike and then the um, the precision strike. Right, right. And she doesn't have to be there for the precision strike. I mean, she has to be with an eye shot. You have to, you have, to have a right. light what's, right. what's the proximity so, on that strike? Yeah. It's far... Um, like, I, my question is, how far could she get from him? At least 20 feet. I mean... So do you think she would be within 20 feet when laying that? I know she would want to be, but how close would she have to be to trick a Big Daddy and lay a hologram? Well, that's what the, hol- well, well, the hologram can walk around, like, 
a long, long ways. But, but like, I worry that he can hear her when she's running away with her cloak. But she doesn't have to be moving if she's invisible, right? You, she launches the hologram, and the hologram is what's luring the big oh, daddy. Oh, she can project that? Yeah. Oh, that the, the hologram. The yeah, the hologram. The I thought it was like hollow dukes. You gotta lay in and then go walk away. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> the hologram is really fairly advanced. It's kind ah. of... Yeah. So... Right. I guess it I mean, boils down to how much damage can your big daddy take, and that was totally meant to be dirty. <laughs> oh, oh, I felt it. He <laughs> um, can take a lot. Um, I mean, the, the whole premise of the big daddy is to be just an unstoppable brute force that is well armored. Um, That's yeah, a good one, man. And I'm trying to think. I mean, t- I mean, tr- also like if I, I mean, yeah, you're. Cl- I mean, if you're cloaked, it doesn't matter. But I mean. I can set up security cameras. Um, there are also, I mean, there is the ability to summon a, a it's a character from another character from the game, but like it is a plasmid ability where you summon her and she shows up and, and, and fucks shit up. But again, uh, I mean, the, the only thing I can think of is that. Um, the Big Daddy in an episode, or in not episode, in Bioshock Two, has the ability to create a uh, gravitational singularity that pulls in nearby objects. Mm, good so, thinking. if you're cloaked with invisibility, he's going to be sitting down there, wherever the fuck, spinning around a little bit, like moving in all directions with this gravity well. Um, I mean, that's a really good point. Uh, I guess the the range kind of depends there, but then she could just use her sniper rifle. Right. I mean, cause, even while right. being sucked in. Well, but, no, she would just stay farther away, right? Like, right. And we have to decide too. Like, I mean, and again, this this maybe goes back to the flying argument. I can barricade myself with a bunch of trap mines or trip mines that you would have to go through to get to me. But I mean, eventually. But if the he lays thing, that on you, that. Right. Well, I mean, in that case, like you know, the, the hologram could the hologram could set some of that stuff off. Right. Um. You know. Um. And things like I mean. You know, if you're going to barricade yourself in a building, then, you know, we might end up just standing around not doing anything and then nobody wins. Right. But I think if they engage each other, I think she she's able to fight in close quarters and at range mm-hmm. where, you know, the big daddy's just much better at close range. And so, right. But I'm also thinking, like, passive abilities. Like, the big daddies have, I mean, you have gene tonics that give you passive abilities and there are gene tonics for... Uh, are having an armored shell, and there, there's like two levels of those that are going to give you an increased ability. So, what um, type of big daddy we're talking about? We've got bouncers, we've got rosies. We are going specifically with the big daddy you play as in episode two, which is Subject Delta. So that would be okay. a bouncer. I mean, I guess it. I guess it really depends how many hits he can take, and how many, and you know, how close he needs to get to her to to lay a hit. Because right, if. You know, if she, he's got the gravity well, she can snipe him. And he can also have, like, nine first aid kits. Yeah, I mean, but so, I mean, like, she's got ways to heal, too. Okay, but, okay, fair enough, I, yeah. I assumed. Yeah. I mean, and, and turrets, like, if I'm summoning turrets... The turret thing is interesting. Um, I mean, if you were able to set those turrets up before, you know, Nova got there... Right. That could make things very interesting, because obviously, you know, depending on what those turrets are based off of... You know, if they register, like, heat signatures or something like that, then her being invisible may not matter. We're, we're going notes. predator rules, though, so he has no time to do that. We're dropped immediately, both of you guys. So, I mean, if that if, that's if the, you laid it down... 
I mean, don't get me wrong, laying down a turret would certainly help you because I can't, Nova can't get that close to that, right? Because right. a turret's a turret. She still can't, you know, she's not really armored. But she could take it out from know? a distance. But she, even... she could take it out from, from a distance. I mean, that's true. And I think that's the real key is that no matter what the range is, I think she's going to be able to strike first and more often. Yes, and unless, I mean, really, if she can avoid getting close, because close combat, it's over. Right. You know, there's, there's a drill vampire uh, passive ability where, I mean, if I'm drilling into you, I'm also, like, healing from you at the same time. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, big daddies are pretty formidable from a distance. And, I mean, to be fair, in, in, uh, or from, in close combat, because to be fair, like, in the game, like, in either of the games, uh, if you're t- trying to take down another big daddy you need to keep your distance. Like, you need to be setting traps, you need to be running. Like, you want to run away from him until he's in the water and then turn around and electro-shoot him and then you want to freeze him. You want to do all these things. And and if you keep him from a distance and, and they're not able to charge you and close that distance, down. then you're down. And so, like, with that invisibility cloak... With the I cloak, the sniper, the hologram yeah. decoy, like... She's just got I, all I the... I think cool Nova's tech. got it. Yeah. yeah. She's got all the cool yeah. tech. I think, I think Nova's so. I think got right. it. All I think right. you're right. All right, so let's recap real quick as we are over time. Uh, looks like on, in our quarterfinals, we are going to have Mario versus Link from Zelda, uh, Master Chief of Halo against Gordon Freeman of Half-Life. That's going to be a good one. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog versus Sonya Blade of Mortal Kombat. Phoenix of Gears of War will go off against Nova of StarCraft, which I think that's the most interesting oh, battle. Man. Uh, I feel like she would destroy him. Like I, I feel like that's just. Well, we're gonna have to talk about it. He's uh, human. We're gonna have to. Talk. She's. I mean, she's humanish. Figure out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's gonna be uh, in the next episode, possibly next week, will be our quarter fi- uh, quarterfinals. Uh, so thank you uh, for listening in. If you have a different opinion, if you think we got this wrong, hit us Tell up us. on Facebook. We we're Heroes Podcast Network at Heroes Podcast everywhere. Hit us up. Tell us what we did wrong, what we should be doing differently for this, and drop us a review on iTunes. Uh, when we get to 10 reviews, we're giving away a free game. Free game. Free guys. game. So go go check that out and help get yourself to a point where you might win a free game. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. See ya. 12. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.